what's going on, people? This is the Paging Dr. Teal podcast, your one-stop shop for all things random, relevant, and real as it pertains to holistic wellness motivation and specifically your mental health. Because as we all know, our health is our wealth. Thanks for tuning in. I am the one and only Dr. Teal. So glad that you guys could join us and happy new year. I don't know about you, but for me, 2019 was definitely a character building year (laughs) for me, for sure. So I'm definitely glad to see that behind me and look forward to all the moves that I'll be making in 2020. Um, But before we get into the show, uh, random but relevant. So I have a list of some game changers, I want to call them, that I definitely like to share with you guys. These are some things that made my life so much easier last year, and I plan to continue with this year. Uh, number one, at the top of that list, I'm really, really into meal prep and convenience. Like I made it a point over the past couple of years to be more mindful of you know what I eat because the things that we eat you know they have the ability to affect our mood and our uh, motivation and just everything across the board food is used to fuel our bodies and so I want to make sure that I'm fueling my body with the the necessary things to allow me to perform and be the best version of myself so I got into meal prep so that that kind of limited the, the fast food and picking up junk. And in my quest of trying to make meal prep a bit easier, I'm not sure exactly who put me on, but somehow or another, the air fryer got on my radar. And let me tell you how that's just changed my life. Like the air fryer is like the ultimate meal prep convenience tool the air fryer is like upper echelon adulting and a super duper incredible health hack if you ask me so my experience with the air fryer um i got my air fryer from walmart i want to say around last year this time and it has definitely been the one thing in my kitchen that I use the very most. I used to be a George Foreman girl and I haven't touched it since I got air fryer. There's nothing that you can't cook in the air fryer. I mean, chicken, beef, if you're in the pork, you can even do vegetables and seafood. Now with the seafood, I, I will definitely warn you, in my experience, cooking seafood in the air fryer if you don't play with the settings, if you're not careful, the air fryer has the tendency to kind of dry seafood out because it doesn't take that long to make your shrimp or your fish. So I kind of shy away from putting seafood in the air fryer, but everything else is fair game. Your your meats, your, your poultry, your vegetables, your starches, things of that nature, they come out beautiful in the air fryer and in a fraction of the time like to set up my meal prep what I'll do is I'll cook for half of the week on Sunday and the other half on Wednesday and so when I'm preparing my meals for Sunday what I'll do is I will marinate the other meals that I'm going to prepare 
later on in the week so that they're already nice and seasoned and ready. And all I have to do is just drop them in the air fryer, you know, on Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever day I get around to it. And boom, you got dinner in less than 30 minutes in a nutritious and filling and delicious dinner at that. So the air fryer definitely changed the game for me gave me more time for other things and also definitely helped me to kind of continue to prioritize my health and keep up with my meal prep and my goals of eating as healthy as i can now quick warning with the air fryer because it's so popular now you'll see these cheaper versions you want to stay away from those I got an air fryer from Walmart. I want to say the retail value is about $85. And I would say that would be a good ballpark figure to stay close to. Because anything that's going to be less than $85 in retail value, it's not going to work. Or if it does work, it's going to work in the short term. Or something's going to go wrong with it. So I would recommend that if you're going to go out and purchase an air fryer, be sure to get one that's at least retail value $85 or more I think I paid uh, mine was on sale I think I paid about $69 for it and it's still holding up strong easy to clean up just makes life so much easier for me so whether you're a, a single mom or you have a family or you're just a single lady or a gentleman I would definitely recommend the air fryer. It's definitely going to keep you on top of your game and give you time back to yourself. Because who doesn't need additional time for themselves, right? Well, so the air fryer is number one. Um, because who doesn't like to eat? And speaking of eating, number two game changer of 2019 for myself, intermittent fasting. Like, once upon a time, that would have been so far just off my radar. Like, I'm hypoglycemic, so once my blood sugar drops, my attitude is horrible. So, intermittent fasting for me, once upon a time, wasn't an option because there was no way that I could function, you know, hungry and attitudinal. However, after... When I started with intermittent fasting, I want to say the first month was a little rough because I started off with, I want to say a 13-hour fast to kind of build up my tolerance and see if I could handle it. And I saw that I had improved mental clarity. I saw that the <laughs> hypoglycemic attitudinal hangry, I haven't had anything to eat attitude thing had kind of dissipated and my body adjusted and I felt that my energy levels increased and I just felt a lot better overall. During that time, you know, I was recovering from an Achilles tendon rupture and I saw that that also helped with my recovery and just getting back on my feet and feeling more like myself. And so once the 13 hour fast kind of worked for me and I saw the benefits, I increased it to a 16 hour fast and then from there to an 18 hour fast so now I fast anywhere between 16 to 18 hours during the week and then on the weekends I kind of give myself a break and I'll fast 13 hours and so for me 
I've noticed a boost in my my memory and my concentration. I'm currently studying for my licensure exam. And so the fasting has definitely increased my mental clarity, my ability to be able to retain this information and, and process it in a quick fashion. Um, the research says that intermittent fasting has been known to help improve cholesterol. It promotes weight loss and also can aid in the prevention of high blood pressure, diabetes, and neurodegenerative disorders. Oh, what a tongue twister. And it also helps to improve cardiovascular function. Now, the research also indicates that for, for women, especially women trying to get pregnant, Intermittent fasting might not be as effective because it can affect your fertility. And it's also contraindicated for individuals with severe anxiety, depression, uh, low blood pressure, and eating disorders. But as always, with any new dietary habit, um, you want to definitely check with your doctor first prior to starting something like this to make sure that it's going to work out best for you. But I know for me, it's been super duper helpful. It's definitely helped me to kind of focus better and also help in the management of my weight. Um, now, what is intermittent fasting? I kind of jumped into that, didn't give you guys a, a working explanation of it. Um, and intermittent fasting simply means limiting the, the times that you're actually eating food. And you don't necessarily have to fast in the same way that I have. Um, people fast for 18 hours, 16 hours, 13 hours, or even just for a regular eight hours. So it's just a matter of picking what's going to work best for you and your life. Now, I read somewhere that it's recommended that men fast for the 18-hour period and women should fast for the 16-hour period. But again, you know... Things like this are designed for you to make it work for yourself. Everybody's different. You know, everybody's body's different. Everybody's circumstances and health conditions are completely different. So by all means, do what works best for you. But I know that's something that was a definite game changer for me in 2019. So I wanted to share that with you guys. And last but certainly not least on my list of game changers for 2019 um, was also journaling. So last year, I started making it a daily practice and a habit of journaling, of being very intentional about carving out time every single day for me to sit and reflect and write out my thoughts or just kind of process things that I was going through or just word vomit all over the paper, you know? And it started off as something to keep my mind occupied, you know, because like I said before, um, I want to say back in March of 2019, I was injured at work um, in a training and I ruptured my Achilles tendon. And so been off work since then and I had a lot of time to kind of sit and think and reflect and I don't mind is definitely the devil's workshop and during my downtime while I was waiting for surgery and even after surgery 
and in between surgery to being cleared for physical therapy and participating in physical therapy, like the hardest part for me was the mental part. The physical part of my recovery was not as challenging as it was to to sit and be still and not be able to do a thousand and one things like I was accustomed to. And so my mind, because I wasn't able to physically go out there and do things and be productive like I've been accustomed to being productive, um, <laughs> my mind just <laughs> went all over the place. And I had to find a way to kind of move back in and keep my composure and be okay with moving at this slower pace, which ended up being a blessing in disguise. But that's a story for another day. And so journaling became my outlet. It became my safe haven. It became that friend that would always listen with non-judgment and unconditional love and support. And it definitely changed things for me. And by that, I mean, I started off journaling um, to chart my milestones as I was healing. You know, so I started off by just, you know, writing about the different things that I could do as I was learning how to do them all over again, because I had to start over from square one, like literally had to learn how to walk again. And at first that was extremely depressing to go from being active and being a super productive person with a lot of energy to not being able to do anything and feeling like a prisoner in my own body was very, very, it was very humbling. It was very surreal. But through journaling, I was able to kind of chart, you know, every single little milestone. Um, being able to take a shower by myself again, being able to take my first steps on a flat surface, being able to take my first steps down the steps, being able to carry groceries in the house by myself. And on the on the tough days where, you know, my mind would get the best of me, I could go and reflect on just how far I came. And it was just amazing how that moment of reflection kind of redirected my day and gave me the motivation and the the hope that I needed to keep pushing forward. And so 2019 was definitely the year of the journal. I journaled in a handwritten journal and also through various different journaling apps. Um, one in particular is called Journ. Um, that's one of my personal favorites. In the morning when I get up and I'm wrapping my mind around the day, I'll kind of jot my thoughts in there. And it's a nice little cute, cool app. It gives you different prompts and things like that. So I definitely recommend that. And maybe journaling works for you. Maybe it doesn't, but it definitely was a game changer for me. And it's definitely a practice that I'd like to continue moving forward in 2020. So overall, from journaling and making it a daily practice, um, I definitely became more mindful of my thoughts and how my thoughts had the ability to influence my emotions and how my emotions <laughs> from those thoughts had the ability to influence my actions and how I perceived a situation. So it made me more 
mindful of my thinking so that I could think in a way that was more productive and more helpful for me. Um, journaling also taught me that there is an awesome opportunity in every difficult, uncomfortable, or frustrating situation. And from the practice of just daily journaling and getting all my thoughts and feelings out on paper, it really helped me to see that from every situation, I had the unique opportunity to approach it in a way that would help me or aid in my growth. Like even the worst of the worst days, there was something to be learned from that situation. And so journaling was definitely a game changer for me, you know, in 19, in 2019, excuse me. Let's move on. <laughs> Because I can be a bit of a rambler at times. So talked about the game changers from 2019. So let's move on and focus on 2020, the year ahead of us. Today, we're going to be talking about accountability. Um, I'm going to give you guys a brief intro on soul lessons and what to expect. So soul lessons. What is soul lessons, do you ask? So um, in the preparation for rolling out the podcast, I've definitely been more active on uh, social media, specifically on the Instagram. And you'll see on the Paging Dr. Teal podcast um, that this season of the podcast is entitled Soul Lessons. So what is Soul Lessons? Like, what does that mean, right? So Soul Lessons essentially is a series highlighting virtues, attributes, and traits, and lessons which I believe aid in the emotional wellness um, of individuals, healthy coping, and just being the best version of yourself. Some of these attributes and traits and characteristics are things that I've witnessed um, emerge in others within the context of group therapy and individual therapy, and also in my personal life. And they're also traits and attributes that I've had my own personal experience with and think that might be helpful for you guys. And so that's pretty much the gist of Soul Lessons. So I want you to think of Soul Lessons as like an existential roadmap to overcome pitfalls associated with the ego, negative thinking, or self-sabotage. Soul Lessons is also a collective of gems and free game, as the young people call it, <laughs> designed to help you get out of your own way. Like these are things that, you know, I wish that I would have known when I first got started. Like these are things that I wish that, you know, they would have taught in school. It's crazy to me that in school, we learn all this shit that we'll never apply later on in life. We, we go through years and years and years and years and years of schooling. And in my opinion, it, it feels like we go through, you know, elementary, middle school and high school just to learn how to be social 
in the world and how to navigate social situations, not to learn the things that we really need to know to be successful. And just imagine if we actually did go to school to really learn the things that would help us be the best version of ourselves. Like for example, if we learned financial literacy or you know communication skills in school, <clears throat> come on now, there would be world peace and we wouldn't be broke. Like we would be better consumers with our money and and with our we'd be better with our words and getting along with people and navigating social situations like if we were really really taught like the things that we need to know. Now soul lessons is not about financial literacy nor is it about uh communication skills, but it is a collective of things that you know, I think are important and have seen kind of emerge in others. Some of those things include um, gratitude, accountability, humility, self-love, uh, resilience, and then the power of vulnerability. You know, those are my soul lessons and those are the different traits and attributes that will kind of unpack uh, throughout this first season of the podcast. So I hope you guys stay tuned. Today, we're going to be talking about accountability. All right, so let's get to it. Accountability without any further ado, because I've been saying we're going to talk about accountability and we haven't gotten there yet, but now let's get to it. What is accountability? I like to start off with the working definition of things so that we're all on the same page and we know what we're talking about. So what is accountability? Accountability, the willingness to accept responsibility for your actions. Some synonyms for accountability include responsible, liable, amenable, punishable, answerable, accredited, and delegated. Synonyms for accountability. Accountability is the condition of having to answer explain or justify one's actions or beliefs to another. It often includes the possibility that you will be held responsible and punished if your actions cannot be justified or rewarded if your actions are justified. Accountability is about high performance and not fear or stress. It's about being willing to hold yourself to a standard that improves the performance of your organization or yourself and also having a willingness to be held accountable by others. True accountability is fully owning everything that happens in your life. It means you understand that you are responsible for your attitude, actions, reactions, teamwork, communication, and relationships. It also means you hold others accountable for the commitments and efforts they give forth. Accountability eliminates the time and effort you spend on distracting activities and other unproductive behavior. And last but certainly not least, accountability is always asking, how am I doing? So now that we have a working definition of what accountability is. How do we learn accountability? That's a good question. How do we learn accountability? I mean, I think it starts, you know, when we're younger, mom and dad say you have chores, you do those chores, and in some families you're rewarded, in other families you, you get to just continue to exist and eat and use electricity. <laughs> 
And then in other families, you know, if you don't do said chores, then you're punished and you deal with those consequences and repercussions. And so I guess that's the foundation in a over simplistic way. But I think real accountability is definitely learned outside of, you know, your parents' home and those formative days of you growing up. I think we really learn accountability as adults through being placed in very challenging and character building situations. I learned accountability from being thrown under the bus. And by that, I mean my first job out of school as a novice, Dr. Teal, got thrown in the deep end from the very beginning um, in a scenario involving myself, coworker, and supervisor. I found myself in a situation where I was tasked with something that I wasn't aware of and that wasn't clearly stated to me. But there was an expectation that I was getting that done. <laughs> And to my surprise, randomly on a Tuesday, it was communicated to me that I had dropped the ball and, you know, I was 50 intakes behind <laughs> where I was supposed to be in terms of uh, the, the timeliness of getting these intakes done. And of course, that was communicated to me in a very unsavory and triggering way. And in that moment, I absolutely became defensive and became upset. How do you hold somebody accountable for something that you haven't communicated to them directly? How do you how do you have this expectation and I am unaware of said expectation? And how the hell do we wait until you know it's become a problem to communicate that 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 expectation has not been met. You see what I'm saying? That sounds like such a setup to me. So how did I get from under the bus? Great question. So what did I do first? First, I increased the level of communication. I created a paper trail and I was real thorough and strong with the follow-up. And by that, I mean, this problem started from a complete lack of communication because expectations were not clearly communicated in a way that made sense. And so to counter that, I got in front of the problem and increased the communication via email and regular telephone check-ins and that kind of open the floodgates, I'll say, of communication and expectations were more regularly communicated after I took that initiative to say, hey, this is where I am on this. Um, just want to follow up with you to see if you need anything else. Once I get it done, I'll send it your way for review and let me know what you think. So I had to get on top of my A game and instead of doing as the Romans did, <laughs> I couldn't do as they do in Rome and just sit back and let stuff happen. I had to be proactive. And so I increased my communication. Um, I also set a more flexible schedule that allowed for interruptions or for 
things to happen that were time sensitive and needed to be done before I came in. I had a very structured and rigid approach to my day, but that situation taught me that I had to be a bit more flexible. And then beyond that, like I had to get it out the mud. You know, I had to spend a couple of days, you know, coming in a little bit earlier or staying a little bit later, but I was absolutely fucking committed to getting out of this hole that had been dug for me to go and die in is what it felt like. <laughs> and so it took me about, I want to say a good two weeks to get caught up because not only was I behind, but the things that had to be done still had to be done. So I didn't want to get further behind. So I'm managing you know, what needs to be done today, plus taking on what should have been done two weeks ago. And so I'm, I'm being pulled in a thousand different directions, but I'm keeping, <laughs> keeping my eye on the prize, um, keeping the communication going. I'm letting my supervisor know, hey, I've got this done, I've got that done, and my plan is to get this done at this time. So I put myself in a position to where I had it all covered. Like I had to think two steps ahead and two steps back. I had to have a plan A, B, C, and D just in case so that all bases were covered and I was willing and able to clearly communicate that to ensure that things were done. <sighs> and I made it from up under that bus, y'all. I made it. But let me tell you how at the end of that, I was burnt out and super salty because it really let me know how people like really felt and how people, you know, were moving in that environment. <laughs> but that's a story for a whole nother day. Um, since we're talking about accountability, I love the idea of starting with a working definition of the different traits uh, or characteristics of these different soul lessons that I'll be sharing with you guys. And then also providing you with like practical tips and tools to help you, you know, hold yourself a bit more accountable. So now I wanna kind of shift gears a bit, get off of Dr. Teal's experience with the accountability and <laughs> getting thrown under the bus and give you guys some free game and some different practical ways to help you hold yourself accountable. All right, so where do we begin? Let's see. Hmm. All right, first and foremost, I think it's important in terms of accountability to start with measurable goals. So if ever you want to do something, if you want to hold yourself accountable, you've got to have a plan. Like you can't just say, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, but not have a roadmap to kind of aid in the navigation there. So you've got to start with your goals and your goals, these measurable goals will essentially be your roadmap to accountability. And your goal should include both short and long-term goals with regular milestones or markers that align with those goals to let you know that you're on your way. So it's not enough to have a 
long-term goal because if it's something that's so very far-fetched it's going to take such a long time to do or make happen you're going to lose motivation you're not going to feel fired up about it you're not going to be excited about it so that's why you have your your short-term goals those short-term goals keep you motivated they're easier to to get to they align perfectly with the long-term goal and meeting those short-term goals let you know that you're on track and well on your way to that long-term goal so start with measurable goals um but with those goals it's definitely important to prioritize those goals you got to start with the most important and go from there in order to in order to divide and conquer so start with measurable goals that's number one number two engaging in regular self-reflection and introspection about your progress is super duper critical for accountability the focus of self-reflection is to account for your role in the results and extract the lessons that will empower you to have a different response in the future so like from my example i saw that even though i could have been petty and said hey well she didn't communicate with me you know so it's her fault that i didn't get this done that wouldn't be holding myself accountable so i had to take accountability in that situation and I had to look at maybe where I could have done some things differently. And what I could have done differently is I could have been the one to initiate communication. I could have been the one to check in and say, well, hey, these are the things that I've been working on. You know, I just want to make sure that I'm on the right track. I could have taken a bit more initiative on the front end and been proactive instead of being placed in a position to where I had to be reactive. So in self-reflection and doing a little introspection, I came to that conclusion like, hey, what could I have done differently? What was missing here? And it was communication. And so I quickly jumped in there and communicated and things started to move forward. So self-reflection and introspection major in terms of taking personal accountability and also being able to learn from those difficult situations. Self-reflection is tough though, I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Self-reflection requires, you know, real brutal honesty <laughs> with yourself. And for me, in my personal experience, uh, just being reflective, it also has helped me to kind of identify the ways that, you know, I might self-sabotage. You know, for me, if there's a task that I need to do and I've never done it before, I have the tendency to kind of overthink it. And that overthinking turns into procrastination. And then that just derails me, slows me down and then I have to throw something together last minute in a rush because I spent too much time overthinking it because I thought it was too much in the first place. Self-reflection <laughs> helps to kind of identify that. Like if, if you know that you're an overthinker or a procrastinator and being brutally honest with yourself, you have to kind of plan and prepare for that. So what I do now instead of 
overthinking, I will plan in more time to brainstorm. And instead of overthinking and worrying about the worst possible outcome, I will plan and brainstorm for the best possible outcome. And that's kind of helped me to kind of counter that self-sabotage that used to just wreak havoc on my life. So yeah, self-reflection is everything, but it definitely requires a certain level of brutal honesty with yourself to be able to, you know, kind of get out of your own way. Number three, engage in solution-oriented thinking and focus on the development of solutions and problem solve as needed. So in order to be accountable, you've got to be a solution-oriented thinker because shit is always going to happen. But just because shit happens doesn't mean that shit stops. So you've always got to be thinking. So what is the solution? We know what the problem is. There's always going to be problems. We're never going to have enough time, but we should always have enough solutions to throw at the problem. So you've always got to be in a place of solution-oriented thinking, quick problem solving, and keep it moving. Because you don't have time to harp over the problem if you're going to hold yourself accountable. Like Because realistically, there's always going to be something to do. So you have to keep moving forward focus on the solution, stay accountable. In my experience, consistent and regular feedback regarding the results, definitely very, very important in terms of holding yourself accountable and others. Communication is key in everything. And I know that I've said that and I've stressed the importance of communication in regards to accountability, but it's just so very important important um, when you're getting things done or you have goals or you're trying to make a change or whatever the case may be to be consistent in your practice and just have regular uh, follow-up or feedback regarding the results because how do you know that you're actually moving forward in a purposeful way with the right solutions if there isn't a period of follow-up and feedback and just ongoing communication either with an outside party or just reminding yourself this is something that did not work well and moving forward this is the lesson learned and this is how we implement said change to reach that result i think with accountability You've got to lead by example. If if that's something that you value and you think is important, it's something that you have to, to be. It's something that you have to demonstrate. It's not saying that you're accountable. It is consistently showing others that you're accountable. And experience accountability or putting yourself in a position to be held accountable on a consistent basis by people, it kind of molds the mindset of internal accountability and over time, the concept that one's results are a product of their own actions is reinforced and solidified as a belief. So so as a man thinketh, he becomes. So if you're held accountable and you believe that by virtue of the choices that you make, you have the opportunity to shape your destiny 
and put yourself in a position to win, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and you win. And so I, that's why I think accountability is so important because it puts the power back in our hands. It is a tool that allows us to kind of chart our success on a consistent and daily basis and see our efforts uh, flourish, so to say. So that's why I wanted to share the whole accountability soul lesson with you guys. Like I've seen in my life and in others' lives how being accountable, how showing up for themselves, whether we, whether it's, you know, a goal to to lose weight, whether it's a goal to be a more supportive spouse or mother. I've seen in others just the the idea of consistently showing up for their self or keeping a daily promise to their self. It kind of laid the foundation to kind of help to improve their self-esteem, to help improve their ability to problem solve and navigate difficult situations. And that accountability and that consistency kind of help them get to the next level. So that's why I think accountability is super duper important, a major key, a game changer, a soul lesson of sorts. So let's wrap this up, guys, because I've been talking your head off for a minute here. In closing, accountability leads to success. Why? When people take responsibility for their actions, they make changes that lead them to do things differently to do new things and or to stop doing things that held them back. The fact of the matter is that successful people are accountable. So in a nutshell, today we talked about accountability, the importance of accountability, and I provided you guys with some practical tips to hold yourself a bit more accountable. I think it's super duper important to create a practice of your own um, centered around personal accountability. Um, and that could be simply by starting off with keeping one promise to yourself each day. That could be um, to drink water more. That could be to smoke one less cigarette. That could be to step back from the Netflix. And for every hour of Netflix that you watched, you read a book for that hour. It could be anything, but setting, setting and keeping one promise to yourself each day brings you much closer to personal accountability. Um, as always, in being personally accountable, you want to be clear, you want to be intentional, you want to be flexible, and you've got to be consistent. It's got to be a everyday thing. It's got to be something that's a part of your day. Um, be clear for some people in being clear uh, whatever your goal your idea your aspiration is some people it works to put it on a vision board i know at the top of the year they have these different vision board parties i think that's a great idea so maybe you're a vision board person for others it could be like mental visualizations of whatever your intended goal plan or dream is sometimes you have to kind of sit with yourself and really see it in your mind so that you can actually make it happen out in the world some people they they write stuff down 
for me personally, I have to write everything down. I write it down. I put it on the back of my door. I put post-it notes on my mirror to remind me of those things. I try to keep my goals right in front of me so that I can see them because seeing is truly believing. And if you can see it and you can believe it, you can surely do it. And of course, you got to be consistent. Be consistent. And then for others, affirming, affirming what it is that they want to do or be or change is what gets the ball rolling and allows them to stay accountable. So you want to be clear, whether that's through vision boards, visualizations, writing it down or affirmations. You want to be intentional. And in being intentional, you're going to plan, you're going to goal set, but you're going to keep it simple. You don't want to do too much, but you've got to have a roadmap to get you there and some sort of organized structure to keep you accountable. And last but not least, consistency. Just do it. Just do it. And don't stop until it's done. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to Paging Dr. Teal, the podcast. Hope you guys join us um, for the next attribute traits in the soul lesson series i'm not sure what that is right now because i kind of do things at random and as they come to me so uh stay tuned and uh, check us out in the next episode thank you to everybody that has been super super supportive uh thank you for bearing with me through my rambling i hope that the the things that have been shared today will be helpful to you. I hope that in some way it contributes to your growth and helps you to be the best version of yourself. Um, hope you guys have a great week and we will chat with you guys soon. Peace.